another exciting episode of seeing reddit where once a week we pick a random subreddit for and discuss that topic for about an hour i'm matt heron yes i'm cyber jeff kowalski <laughs> i'm louisa heron and i love it when matt stumbles a little bit and regains his stride but then Listen, it really throws him off it's here, great here was the problem was that right before we started there was a pause where i knew you guys wanted me to start the episode but i was pausing because i was about to burp and then i felt like uh-oh <laughs> I need to go into this, so... <laughs> what you should have done was burp very loudly and then start the episode to throw us off. No, I don't want you no. guys to... Listen, the only person who does that is you, Jack. Yeah, and no one likes it. No one thinks I've it's cool, no, Jack. I've never started this show. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but you do burp directly into the microphone sometimes for, for fun? Question mark? Uh, for comedic reasons. No. To whom? I guess. Uh, <laughs> on whom are you doing this comedy? <laughs> One, it's funny to me. Two, uh -huh. I think that it's funny to do something... Uh, I think it's funny for our audience when a host of a podcast does something non-harmful that both of the other hosts completely hate. But you're harming them also by burping at them. No, no, so, see, yeah. the, the issue here is that you think that a noise is harmful... No, it's not good. I mean, it's the noise good. the noise is all we can do to them, our <laughs> yeah. listeners. So, so yeah, yeah. There's a difference between distasteful and harmful. Well, mm. it's a fine line. Well, if if my burps are harmful, the rest of the show should be what, killing people. What you sh yes, that's true. What you <laughs> should do is edit out the burps so you just get our angry reactions to it, and then everyone will think we're insane. <laughs> I don't think that I have burped on an episode I've edited, and I've been editing it for a while now. Yeah, no, you you only really ever burp like after the episode recording part is op over and we're talking about casting or whatever, which uh Oh yeah. So you're mm -hmm. really only hourly assaulting the people who pay for your Patreon. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, <laughs> hey, we should use our voting dollars and stop paying Jeff. <laughs> 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 oh hey, uh this episode comes out on my thirtieth birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy Jeff. birthday. Wait, this happy is last birthday okay. to me. Yes. I get confused by our timeline. Yes, it's a week ahead. That's the confusing part. Yep. Yep. Because we have an episode we recorded last week that comes out tomorrow. <laughs> Yep. That was a good one, I think. Oh, we probably shouldn't talk about it in case it was very bad. Yeah, I have a I bad habit of talking about an episode right after we record it. Not spoilers, but just, like, mentioning it on Twitter and then getting buzz about it and then being like, oh, it's in two weeks, though, sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. It gets people real hot for it. <laughs> I don't mm. think we have enough uh, star power to keep that heat going, though. <laughs> like, if I say it's coming out tomorrow, they might be excited. But if I say ten days from now, they're gonna forget. Yeah, well... I don't that's know, fine. Louisa, you're the star of the show. I think our fans <laughs> hang on your really every tweet. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Do you think when we stop doing this show, anyone will notice? Mm, uh, a couple people maybe, will notice, I think. Maybe those, like, four people on Twitter who are constantly uh, asking for Matt to run for mayor or <laughs> telling Louisa that her tweets are good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, but I guess, will they be worse off or better off? 
Uh, I mean, they'll have to go listen to Joe Rogan or something instead. Oh, no. Yeah, you, so we really need to keep is, doing this for a public service, then. Is is that our niche? Are we the the top alternative to Joe Rogan? Yes. Yeah, we're very mean about the internet, but um, none of us is one of those weird guerrilla mindset Nazis, so... We're the good version of yeah, Joe Rogan. We are Tony Danza. Oh, there you go. We're Stony Danza. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, boy, I'm not explaining that to the audience. <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, also, that sounds like a really cool weed slang for something, but I don't know what. Weed? Like, it could just be a strain for of weed, it. Perhaps? A oh, that yeah. That would... <laughs> it's a thing you probably... buy in stores now, Matt. <laughs> you don't have to prob- have it be slang secrets. There probably are uh, strains of weed called Tony Danza, yeah. huh? So now that, now that we can be sold legally in some places, is it getting more normal names, or is it still ridiculous Pineapple Express type names? Here's the thing that upsets me about it, is that I once in college got to witness a friend of mine and Jeff's, whose name I will not say because this was a crime, <laughs> um, calling a friend of his to see if he had any weed to sell, but he was very paranoid about, uh, like, I don't know, government wiretaps or cell phone records or something. And so he mm-hmm. refused to say it. And having him be like, hey, I was wondering if you have any gardening supplies. No, no, like, gar- like gardening. And like, for like 10 fucking minutes, trying to like establish this code word that hadn't been agreed upon ahead of time <laughs> oh my god it was fantastic and that's gonna go away yeah good no it's no no it's not good it's very no, funny. i think that it's much better when people can just go to the store and it's boring so that we don't have any more uh tie-dye posters with aliens giving the peace sign well yeah, hold but- on uh, if you notice varieties of tomatoes or apples, for instance, at the store, they still have crazy names. So now I'm starting to think maybe. <laughs> so you want to buy a strain of wheat called Big Boy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff, here's the problem. I agree with you. If I thought that legalizing marijuana would get rid of that fetishization culture, but people do that shit about beer all the fucking time, and that's legal. Yeah, but beer stuff is more snobby and less obnoxious hippie garbage. It's obnoxious frat boy garbage, which is just as bad. I thought Mm. frat boys just like Coors Light or something. I don't know, they have those posters that are like, every beer I tried in college or whatever, or like, like, using the names of beers to describe sex positions or whatever fucking garbage frat boys are into. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Sounds good. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, yeah, everyone is the worst, I guess, but also I don't think that legalizing marijuana will decrease the culture, unfortunately. Only one way to find out. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I have absolutely no problem with somebody smoking marijuana if that's what they want to do. I just, the culture around it is bad, but... The only yeah. the silver lining to that culture was things like seeing a friend try to <laughs> buy pot without having a common language with this person, and it was so good. Have you ever seen that transcript of, uh, I don't know what era this is, but the wiretaps of the mob uh, communicating about cocaine, but pretending that they were start shirts? It's very good. <laughs> I've got no, some no, shirts you're, you're gonna want. They're really white. How white are these shirts? It's amazing. <laughs> That sounds great, but I want it to be about shirts. 
people that are really into shirts. Mafia. <laughs> yeah, what if what if the only way you could get really good laundry service was through the mob? That would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. You want, if you wanted to buy high-grade Colombian shirts, you have to go through the <laughs> mafia. I do feel like one of the, I don't know, deficiencies in my life, I guess, is the fact that the mob has never really had anything to offer me. I don't feel like there's anything the mob does that I would want to be involved in. Uh, so they've only made that's you not offers really that what you... the mob does. What the mob does is come to you in your normal life and house and say, hey, we own the building you live in now, so you're going to be paying us. Or we're just going to beat you up if you don't pay us. Like, that's how the mob works. Well, that's part of it, but I don't have... I don't own property, so I, I don't have anything in that. I don't have a dog in that race. <laughs> well, they say this is a nice car. Sure, it'd be a shame if something happened to it. Well, but they only do that if they want something from you, and I don't have anything they want. They want you to take a big bag of shirts, wink, to a <laughs> undisclosed location. Yeah. I, and then I guess, you're in trouble. I, I guess my point is, like, if the mob came to me and said that, I would feel like, oh, man, the mob thinks I'm the best man for this job. <laughs> like, obviously it's not great, but I do feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> I don't think so. I so, don't the think mob, so the mob has only ever made you offers that you could easily refuse. <laughs> yes. All they got is, like, drugs I'm not interested in. Uh, I don't know. Hookers? Do they do hookers? Probably. You you cross you cross uh, state lines and go to other countries a lot. They could probably. Yeah, ask I was gonna you to say with your with your special security clearance. You're like a special like um, don't get checked at the airport clearance. They yeah, strong arm you into something for that for sure. And then the, the, what they count on is that then you're worried about getting in trouble with the law, so you keep doing stuff for them. Yeah, I guess, but they never have. <laughs> yeah, but you seem very cavalier about the possibility. Uh, yeah, now we've, put, now we've put the idea out there that <laughs> now if any, mobs, if any mobsters vision. are listening, no, Matt is easily pliable. <laughs> it's on my he vision will, board. <laughs> he will take your drugs to Edmonton or whatever. I like Here's that you think thing. that the mob is the same as the bullies in an after-school special who are like, hey, do these <laughs> drugs, and you're like, mm, no, thank you, I won't do those drugs, and then you get off <laughs> scot-free <laughs> here's the thing though like if the mob did get interested in me they would instantly see that i'm the kind of person who <laughs> they like connect to you on linkedin yep <laughs> they would be like oh like he will definitely go to the police instantly like there's no question he is such a like i get so bent out of shape whenever i accidentally break a parking rule like there would be no chance of me not uh turning them in and then probably getting murdered, but, like, I can't fight my pathology of needing to follow the rules, so what are you gonna do? Well, maybe they know that, and that's why they've never contacted you. I suppose. I All I'm saying is that I think that if the mob expanded into really nice shirts... Uh, they could really, they could finally get me on board. <laughs> yeah. So your mob nickname we've established would be Loose Lips. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And every mobster would meet you and be like, uh, are you sure we want to do business with a guy whose name is Loose Lips? <laughs> and then I would be already on the phone to the police like, uh, they're not going for it. <laughs> uh, Matt, what did you do online this week? Well, this is not at all going to be exciting, but um, I read it. I saw the name of an article. I didn't actually read the article, but I saw the name of an article the other day that was called uh, Why You Need a 10-Foot Charging Cable for Your Phone. 
And, like, mm-hmm. that seemed crazy to me. The statement alone, as being, like, a whole article about that, just seemed, like, way out there. But it got in my brain, and then I saw that 10-foot charging cables for my phone was o- were only $3 on Amazon, so I did get one. And it's great, you guys! It's <laughs> so good! <laughs> I thought the longer your cable is, the worse it charges, because it loses fidelity over the length of it. Is that not true? Nope. That is not I mean, how. That's not how electricity works. Electrons escape through osmosis nope, from the rubber coating of the cord. <laughs> that no. is only a problem over like miles and miles and miles, and you can and solve also, it pretty easily. And also, I'm it's pretty o- sure this it's, is true. It's only really a problem if you're worried about like the frequency, like if it's sound cable or like data cabling. But if it's just electricity. It, it's not getting out of there. It's an insulated wire. It's oh, going to just keep going. But if you put stuff from oh, your phone man. into the cloud, those little bits of it are going to mm-hmm. come out into the world to get contaminated. This is all yeah, bad sure. news. No, they go out of your phone, but they don't go into the cable. They just go into the and atmosphere. They do. They go into the cable you breathe into the them wall. In. <laughs> you they breathe them in, and then you get- Leave the house through wires. Yeah. You get <laughs> bit poisoning. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, I got a 10-foot charging cable, and it's great. I really- <laughs> I get it. I get why you need one. And it's good, guy was yeah, right. because... How is it you, different? It's, it's just ten like, feet long. <laughs> yeah, but how logically <laughs> is it different? Like, I don't know, it's just so much easier to do stuff while my phone is charging. <laughs> if I... Okay, let's be honest. If I told you this exact story you were telling me, you would yes. be so skeptical and you'd be like, well, how does it work? Yes. And uh, you're not answering that question for me. Here. Yes. No, listen, my story started with me being the one in the skeptic seat, Louisa. <laughs> but I was willing to pay uh-huh. $4 to test the hypothesis. Here's the uh-huh. thing. You know how when you're sometimes, like, somewhere, anywhere, really, and your phone power is low and you're like, mm, I want to plug this in, but the, the socket in this room is in an inconvenient place. That is no longer an issue for me. As long yeah. as there's an outlet anywhere in the room I'm in, I can be charging my phone. And that's amazing. Oh, so actually what you've done is given yourself a false positive on how great this is, because you just plug your phone in more. Uh, well, when... <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I've used it more for my um, Nintendo Switch while I've been playing uh, the new Hyrule Warriors game, because... The battery mm-hmm. keeps dying. Uh, but I can keep playing, no matter what room I'm in, because I can reach the the cable without having to twist my body all weird. Alright. <clears throat> it's great! <laughs> also, the new Hyrule Warriors game is really good. Uh, I, I had the Wii version, but I got the new Switch version, and it's way better, because the the problem is that it's a game where you can like keep playing and unlocking shit for a really long time, and that gets yep. tedious on a console, but on a handheld, it's great. Mm. It's perf. It's I've also been playing it. I unfortunately have to return it to the library tomorrow. Uh, but I, it's so it's like one of the perfect games to play while you're listening to an audiobook or something because yeah. it's so it's so dumb. It requires no brain power. Correct. It's mm. nice. Although playing this game, I. Um, like I keep on remembering that it's based on the Dynasty Warriors series, and the idea that anyone would ever play a game like this with characters that aren't beloved 
like that they <laughs> know. Why? Why would you do that? Don't they become from it as you play? No, you don't learn <laughs> anything about these characters. They oh. just run and kill thousands of people. Yeah, but that's well, not like gamers like gamers like people who have like an attack that shoots fireballs or like they have a cool cutscene or something. But like they that's don't. What like. Everyone is exactly the same, pretty much. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors is based on the the romance of Three Kingdoms, which is like an ancient novel so yes. it's a piece it's a piece of culture in other parts of the world which mm. is probably has that appeal i've played a couple of dynasty warriors games and the gameplay is good but i'm still like there's so many characters and i don't know who any of them are and i feel like even if i read romance of the three <coughs> kingdoms I still probably wouldn't know who at least half of them are. But yeah. what if it was like Cowboy Warriors and all of the guys in it were like Jesse James <laughs> all and your Billy favorite the Cowboys are there. And you yeah, were maybe. and you like you had some connection to it because it was American folklore? Think about it like that. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't I don't really care that much about Cowboys. Yeah, I don't well, know remember how exciting it was, was in Final players. Fantasy when the, <laughs> they started to get the uh, super attacks that all were gods and mythological figures? Yes. Remember how cool that was? You're like, Odin, I know who that is. Six-legged horse. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but that sustains my interest for, like, whatever, 45 seconds of a summon, <laughs> as opposed to 60 hours of gameplay, which is what these games have? Like, the only reason I keep playing is because I'm like, oh shit, now I can play as Toon Link. What's that like? Yeah. Like, if I, if if somebody was like, now you can play as Inishi Naniyaba, I'd be like, who? What? Why? But I can you... Care. Is there a romance angle? Can you make the Jesse James and Wild Bill Hickok get married? <laughs> no, although there is a game like that called, like, Conception or something, where you can make your soldiers fuck, and then their kids get to be soldiers, and you <laughs> fight with them, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> nice. So, there's a Dragon Quest version of this also. Yes, I have Ooh. it. Uh, I really want to play it, but it's not out on Switch, and I don't ever want to sit in front of my TV to play a video game ever again in my life. <laughs> it's very good. I have it on PlayStation 4, the first one. There's two now, but yeah. I only played the first one. It's good, but I never finished it because it got into the real snickle fritz of characters from, like, Dragon Quest, like, 7, <laughs> uh, mm. who I don't know who they are. <laughs> you should get Dragon Quest 7 for the Nintendo 3DS. I think I did, but they're not as iconic. There are some characters yeah. in that yeah. series where you're like, oh, yeah, like, Erdrick is here and things are gonna get fucked up, but then you're like, okay, I think this was the sister of the circus performer that joins for <laughs> one level in the second game. <laughs> yeah, here's the guys yeah. I know. Tornico, that fat merchant who's friendly from 4, and he got yes. his whole, whole own spin-off series. Erdrick from 3, the descendant of Erdrick from 1, who doesn't have a name. Yes. Uh, and, like, most of the guys from 8, and that's all the- oh, I guess Terry, but I didn't play his main game, I just played Dragon Warrior Monsters. I remember Roz from 2. She oh, yes, Roz. Roz. She has a very thick Russian accent in uh, Dragon Quest Warriors for some reason, which I, I, I'm actually into. Like, it- I like that they made the characters that are clearly these, like, white European people be from different parts of Europe. 
Yeah, that was sort of a recent like relocalization thing. Like, yeah, I think they initially did a lot of that stuff with the old NES games, and then they kind of like moved away from it for Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight. But they're like definitely doing it a lot again because I was playing four on the DS, and like each region is a different incomprehensible dialect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> Those are good games. Anyway, Jeff, what did you do online this week? Oh boy, uh, looking around the room, uh, I TV'd, uh, Pikachu. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, that true? I murdered a child, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I look over to the murder scene in the corner of my room, and then to the other corner of the room where there's a child, and I just say those two things. So wait, the child is fine, though. The child is just yeah, sitting there oh no, it's a different one. And he gives you a big thumbs up, and then you both, like, both of your eyelids go over to the very bloody murder scene in the other corner. <laughs> Why did I go with murder scene for that joke instead of, like, a book about murder? Yeah, how to get away like, with murder on uh, DVD. Yeah, my, <laughs> exactly, my DVD copy of Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, I got some gifts from my Amazon wishlist, and one of them is the goddamn gigantic Detective Pikachu amiibo. Oh, God. <laughs> so, like, normally Amiibo, uh, uh, the normal Pikachu Amiibo, which is the first one I bought because it launched the same day as that Smash Brothers, and they were right there in the store. So I'm like, yeah, I'll get a Pikachu. That's who I play as in Smash Brothers. This thing is like two or three inches tall. Which is, like, a good size for a figurine. Mm -hmm. The Detective Pikachu amiibo is literally four times bigger. Why? It just, like, <laughs> instead of the base being, like, an inch and a half or two inches across, it's, like, four inches across, and the Pikachu is scaled up to match it. Why? Why would they do this? I don't know. I don't know why it's so big. The Pikachu <laughs> in the game I don't think is any bigger. You know what's crazy to me about Amiibos? I mean, yes, the thing you're saying is definitely completely insane, but also, <laughs> the fact that they have a physical presence at all is kind of insane to me. Why don't they sell digital Amiibos? Boo! You're the problem! Mm, no. <laughs> you want I, the real thing to have! I That's don't the want point. more shit in my house! I want the, like, I do want the cool extras in games. I just don't want more shit around. There's so much shit in my house all the time. I well, get a buy... folder full of those chips, then. <laughs> Just have those. Uh, you kill Joy. Folder. I don't, I don't buy it. the I don't buy the amiibos for the in-game bonuses, but because I would like to have a figure of a character. So yes, if you I don't want to figure out, I th I think that their intention was that the in-game bonuses would be a secondary thing, and you'd be buying them because you wanted figurines. But previously, the Toys to Life market was, you're buying something for in the game and it happens to be a toy. I just, so. no. I know many people who collect figurines and it just seems like a horrible nightmare to me. Just the idea of things that I believe have value, but are, but that are covering every flat surface in my room and like, <laughs> I can't put anything down, like, they're taking up space that could be used for actual things. Oh, it gives me such claustrophobia. You get one of those little <laughs> China Hutch uh, things that goes on your wall and you just put them all yeah, on there. 
I could get a China Hutch and put useful things in there instead. Useful things that could go in a China Hutch. Please tell me no. some of those. Decorations <laughs> only. Uh, samples of infectious diseases. <laughs> uh, oh, I see. You would me. like a lab for your game room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when your poorly hung up China Hutch falls off the wall, then you're in trouble. Yeah, now you've got so many diseases. Too. Yeah. <laughs> So, Toys R Us just closed. Like, today, as we're recording, is the last day all the Toys R Uses mm. near me were open, and presumably nationwide. I had gone in there before they, like, decided they were going bankrupt, and there were bins, like, three or four foot tall and square bins filled with $1 Skylanders figures. These <laughs> things were literally garbage, and... Before, like, before any of it. The same thing happened with Disney Infinity. And even, like, the only ones that were still selling for full price were Amiibos, but they still had, like, like, a hundred packs of the Me Fighter from Smash Brothers. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why did you order so many? But also, why did this market collapse so quickly that, like, all of these figures instantly became totally worthless? And there was even a brand new game that had, like, just come out that was also just sitting on the shelves. What happened in, like, the span of, I guess, a couple months that made Toys to Life games go down the drain. Yeah. Here's what's baffling to me, though. Like, would you both agree that those uh, precious moments figurines are super lame? Yes. Why? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, why is this different? It's not. Okay. <laughs> if I mean, it's if it was precious moments of uh, Luke Skywalker and his twin sister Leia Organa, then I think that I would be into that. And that's what the dis <laughs> that's what the Disney Infinity figurines offered me was a little uh, cartoon toy version of of the Jedi warrior Luke Skywalker and his sister Princess Leia Organa. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm just fundamentally broken, but whenever <laughs> I get a new object, a part of my brain is dedicated for a while to thinking about how difficult that's going to be to put into a box and move to my next place I'm living. <laughs> and so, when you if I, erase your current personality and uh, lifeline, and then just go somewhere new. Yeah, exactly. So I just I have all that stuff packed away right now. Like I put all of my video game things in a bin, and then all of the amiibos on top of them in the bin because I'm in a transitional period where this is not, like, my permanent residence, so I understand that fear. But I already did it. They're already all packed up, so it's fine. Ugh. Yeah, I I've lived that life, Jeff. I'm not <laughs> de deriding that life, but it is a horrible nightmare to remember. <laughs> Living out of a bin, etc. Okay, I mean, how like do you I'm feel- using the amiibos. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how do you guys feel about things that are collectibles, but- Things that you use and eventually use up. For instance, there have been lines of Nintendo or specifically Pokemon makeup, and I have some pieces from things like that. And I love that they're like the special collectible things, but I do use them, and eventually I'll just use them up and throw Louisa, them away. Is that if, to if dress you're... up like Pikachu when you go to work? <laughs> Louisa, yeah, if you're right. asking me if I bought the Super Mario Brothers breakfast cereal, of course <laughs> I did. Yeah, so you're okay with the uh, consumable collectibles. Yeah, I because then I just cut the the chip out of the box and now I have that for <laughs> yeah. 
amiibo. Eh? Yeah, uh-huh. right. like do... I said, your folder full of chips. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't you want hate that. Fun. Many. Here's the problem. <laughs> like, okay, there are how many amiibos? A thousand. I'm not going to get all one thousand, but I would like to see what they do in the various games that they're attached to. I just don't want that much shit. You yeah. can't have all of them. Yeah, you can't. Get a game I, there, genie. Get a game there genie are that will let you do that. Have all of them. But you can't, though. I yeah, understand if you have that all some of them, people do, that's but your you life. can't. Yeah. yeah, your life is yeah. not whatever you think it is. It's amiibos at that point. I I don't truck with any of that new in box garbage uh, that people do, but I know that there are people who will buy two of every amiibo, one to keep in the box as a collectible, oh, and one to take out to use with their games. That's crazy. One of I mean, the two is... amiibos I have is Teresa, the Boo Ghost from Mario, which is called Teresa in Japan, apparently. And yep. it came with a fun box that says its name is Teresa, which I like to look at, but I did not keep because I would have gone insane if I also had that cardboard box around. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I've now gotten to the point where whenever I get a new thing, a new functional object, uh, I throw away the box and instructions instantly. <laughs> and the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because trying to find it later will be way worse than, than yes. uh, I ha- just knowing I had, it's gone. I mm-hmm. had moments. I have a moment before I open any Amiibo or Disney Infinity figurine where I'm like, I should check eBay to see if, and I get to that part of the sentence before I'm like, nah, <laughs> and I open it. <laughs> this is this way lies Beanie Baby's madness. <laughs> yeah, I like I I held the Detective Pikachu the like five inch on each side cube in my hand and was like, I should see if I could resell this for a lot of money. Mm, no. And I opened it and put him on my <laughs> shelf and now he's going, halt, stop there, crime doer, on my Nothing shelf. Nothing says to your friends that you're grateful for the gift they gave you than saying, can I flip this on eBay? <laughs> also, if whatever the prices your friend paid for it, no one's going to pay more for it now on eBay if they could buy it for the same price on Amazon. Well, my thinking was, if I keep this new in box, maybe later it will be rare, because it's from kind of an obscure game. (laughs) Yeah, people thought that about Skylanders before the Skylanders (laughs) dumpster opened up. People, the ones I couldn't find were the only ones I want, which was they made Donkey Kong and Bowser Skylanders that also work as Amiibos, but of course those were gone. You could only get, like, the car from Spyro's friend that he drives (laughs) in the one that's a racing game. Mm. Yeah, man. You know... (laughs) Sometimes I think about the fact that I'm a like I'm not a particularly waste conscious human in terms of like I'll drink bottled drinks when I'm at home, which I know I probably shouldn't, and things like that, cans, etc. Mm-hmm. But then I think about the fact that our world is going to die anyway because people keep insisting on making vinyl figurines of garbage that will end up just being thrown away, and they do it a thousand times a second. And so, What's happening to all the stuff at Toys R Us? Is it just going in, like, a bunch of dumpsters out back, and then they put a foreclosed sign on the door and leave? Like, what? Mm. They'll probably auction it off, right? They'll just be like, here's, you know... 
500 pounds of of ephemera from Toys R Us. How, who will give me $10 for it? Here's a bunch of three packs of Animal Crossing characters that only Louisa Heron, resident of Delaware, knows about. Which of you billionaires would like to bid $100 million on it? You don't have to be a billionaire, you know? You could, Jeff, you could get into the- you could open a, a new Toys R Us. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna call it uh, Toys R Us 2. <laughs> Toys R <Yeah>. Jeff. <laughs> oh yeah, you're already named Jeff! Like, that's rough! Yeah, he spells so they it can't, different. They can't sue you, though, because it's already yeah. your name and you have legal proof of that, I'm hoping. And, <laughs> and it's so different. <laughs> Some other company bought Jeffrey the Giraffe, so we're gonna see him popping up in, like, burger ads or something. Oh man, I always thought oh, it was man. very weird. Try the new Burger King Giraffe Burger. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Delicious. Uh, it might be good, Louisa. You say, oh, God, but what if it's the best meat? Well, it's probably all gamey. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, gamey meat can be good. I just had a leg of lamb. <laughs> all right. I always thought it was funny locally that uh, the Toys R Us was built in a weird little cul-de-sac off the highway that was by itself for a very long time. So it's on Jeffrey Drive. But then nice. when Borders moved in, their address also had to be on Jeffrey Drive. But <laughs> yeah, now they're out of business. Good. So the now very... they're both out of business. So well, take yeah. that. So what's moved in next to Borders is the... Um, you guys remember the Robin's 8th and Walnut commercials from when we were kids? They were in Philadelphia. They were a jewelry store. I do, but mm, Jeff definitely sounds, doesn't. It he sounds, might, South Jersey I, might have had those ads. I mean, that is probably a commercial that aired when I was a child, but I don't remember it. Okay, also, so they when were very we were famous. watching TV, Jeff was uh, an infant. <laughs> but they were, they, yeah. not only were they around forever, they are still around, and they've moved permanently out of Philadelphia to Delaware, where there's no sales tax, but now their address <laughs> for this supposedly classy jewelry store is Jeffrey Drive. Yep. Nice. Also, Louisa, classy, what did you do online? I don't think anyone ever supposed they were classy on account of, I remember that some of their commercials <laughs> yeah. involved the guy, didn't yes. their spokesman have a diamond in his beard? Like yeah. he'd just been eating a sandwich full of diamonds? <laughs> that was his gimmick, yes. He oh had a diamond God. in his beard. Oh, <laughs> uh, why? That's yeah, not like questions. a beauty mark. Okay, here's the thing. No, hang on, now we've got to. Okay. Uh-huh. So- I feel like they were trying to make it be like a male version of a beauty mark, but if no. it's in your beard, it's just, it's garbage. <laughs> like, whenever something gets in your beard that's not beard hair, it's always disgusting, isn't it? I think they were just trying to be uh, memorable. Like, you're like, oh yeah, he's got a diamond in his beard. It's in that song. I remember it. <sighs> How does it not? only make you think that he was eating diamonds. But I think there's <laughs> Because that's there's a crazy two, thing to think. <laughs> there's two things you can put in your beard. You can either put flowers in your beard if you're a hippie, or little uh, fuses if you're a pirate. <laughs> I All think right. that was the- No, wait, hang on, Jeff. That was his beard in that movie. He was setting fire to his beard. It wasn't like What a beard? Fuse. What movie? <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize the game we were playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the okay. We're now starting an episode of Jeff invents Pirates of the Caribbean from Whole Cloth Go. All right. No, this is something Blackbeard the pirate used to do in real life. Uh, sure, yeah, he but did. with his beard. Yeah, with his sure, real Jeff, beard. Sure, he really did. <laughs> he didn't put. He didn't like weave a, a fuse cord into his beard. He just set his beard on fire. 
Yeah, but that would burn pretty quick unless he, like, waxed it or something. Mm, yeah, probably. Also, I, I bet Hair he never did burn. that. Hair doesn't burn that fast, does it? Hair burns, like, instantly. Like, if you've ever put your a hand, like, your arm too close to a campfire, your the hair on it is just gone right away. <laughs> yeah, well, but he yeah. also, remember, Blackbeard lived in the time of prime uh, exaggeration from third and fourth hand stories that made it into newspapers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He was probably mostly fictional. Still, I think that that is an unallowable thing would be to weave something uh, into your beard to light it on fire if you're a pirate. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, I right, agree. Cool. All right, okay. we agree. <laughs> Time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Louisa, what did you do online this week? Uh, oh no, I had something good, and now I've forgotten it, so let me stall for a minute. Uh, so I've been catching up on Westworld, and I'm really enjoying it. I hope everyone will watch uh -huh. it. Yes. And also, I have checked. Looked up recipes <laughs> for No, no, food. I had something for wedding, real, and I've completely forgotten the, it. With a period drama about boys and girls kissing. <laughs> That's all of them, by the way. Yes, I know. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> did you buy something online? I don't think I did, actually. Did you... Weirdly enough. Watch something online? Well, I mean, I watched... Did you watch Vine compilations for hours and hours and then say, why did they ever cancel this show, this website? <laughs> cancel this website. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I do like the... Why did they cancel Vine, though? Really? We've talked about this before. I would like if they made a TV show of Vine, though. Just yeah, called it's Vine. called America's Funniest Home Videos? No, <laughs> yeah. no, just called Vine, no commentators, just all of those clips, with a commercial between each one. You make so much good. money. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you this week online maybe read an especially compelling Captain Phasma fanfiction? <laughs> no, that's very specific. <laughs> Why did that? I come don't know. Up? It seems like it seems like something you would do. <laughs> I, and we're trying to guess things you've done online. Yeah, uh, I sure would read one, but I wouldn't seek one out. I don't think it's not important. So, if our audience wants to really get in touch with Louisa, write a very sexy Captain Phasma <laughs> fanfiction. Email it to Phasma/Hux. Email it to seeingreddit at gmail.com and I will make sure that Louisa not only gets it, but reads every word of it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, people are really going to have to try to figure out what you mean by sexy, because there's a lot of leeway there. Yeah. No, I want it to be... Look, listen, art is all about interpretation, Louisa. <laughs> mm, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> Everybody's into the same thing, and it's when one of them is really big and the other's very small, and Captain Phasma is really big, so you just have to pick one of the smaller Star Wars and make them kiss in your story, yeah. and it'll be hard yeah, to Captain Phasma Phasma slash e Ewok Captain or whatever. Phasma slash Wicket, Phasma slash Yoda. Those are all very good. Phasma slash Gonk Droid. <laughs> Phasma slash Oscar Isaac, not his character, the real person. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like the idea of her carrying around one of those little Gonk Droids, though. Oh, there's gotta be... There's gotta be slash fiction about those, isn't there? Probably. Why did, they, why did they program a trash can with legs so that it could feel pain when it's tortured? 
Yeah. Uh, it's just showing off. It just wants attention. Don't give it that attention. That's what it wants. <laughs> oh, I see. It knows to react with screaming when mm. someone burns you- its feet. Yeah. Just Do like babies think- learn to scream when there's nothing wrong, <laughs> this well, droid has learned. <laughs> this calls back to the conversation we were having before the episode started, though, where we were talking about Westworld, because why are the robots programmed to feel pain other than to give the humans satisfaction when yeah. they cause pain? Yes. So that well, is why yeah. this trash can droid can express pain, oh, okay. because people want to hurt a thing and feel it hurt. Yeah, yeah but Evan Rachel Wood it does not put on a trash can costume to go into Westworld. Oh my god. She's still Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you can't start writing erotic fiction for me right now on this podcast. <laughs> Terrible. Did you remember what you did online, Louisa, with all of that help? Oh, no, I sure didn't. <laughs> I stalled for so long. It's fine. We talked about fucking... <laughs> R2-D2 again, like we do nobody, every time. Nobody talked about fucking R2-D2 except for <laughs> yeah. you, Louisa, every no, time. I said those just, magic we, keywords. Yeah. We just want Evergreen Wood to dress up as a trash can and then fight Captain Phasma, I think. Oh yeah, I'd be oh, into that. Man. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. That's something oh. we can all agree on. <laughs> Can I oh, say- I'm excited. Evan Rachel Wood should be in a Star Wars. Ooh, She's good at acting. Good. She is good. <laughs> I think, did you guys feel like until her character turned kind of evil on Westworld, she was, like, not as attractive? Or is that just me? <laughs> no, I think I that's guess. reasonable. I, I Like, when she was just the innocent farmer's daughter, I was like, oh, it's gross to be attracted to her. But then when she started, uh, spoilers for Westworld, when she started shooting fools, I was like, oh, damn, okay. <laughs> I, get it. I didn't notice that she was attractive or good at acting until Westworld at all. <laughs> yeah, that's so- true. Matt, you're saying then for you, peak Evan Rachel Wood was when she was the vampire queen on True Blood, and she was constantly uh, drinking oh, yeah, that blood from lesbians' thighs? Uh, I guess. I don't know. That's too far the other- Look, no, I don't want her to be sexy evil. Oh, I just okay. want her to be scary. <laughs> okay. So- this is probably revealing too much about my libido, but like, <laughs> knowing that there's a chance she could murder me definitely made her more attractive to me in that show. Yeah, I can relate to that, she, for sure. She should play a femme fatale <laughs> in a Star War. Yeah, maybe. Because Amelia Clark just did. She was Han Solo's femme fatale girlfriend in the new Star War. And she's terrible at acting. She's uh, fine. Yeah, but she was pretty good in, in the Star Wars. I mean, she's. I think mostly Game of Thrones is just kind of a bad show. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's on her if she's bad in it. The dialogue is bad. It's a good show, yeah. Yeah. but all of the characters like that speak in such terrible ways. Eh, some of them do a good job, I think. I mean, some I of the dialogue that. is a good dialogue. Yeah, I think, I think some of the actors really, really sell it, but sometimes you're just like, someone wrote these words on a piece of paper, and then later somebody else read them out loud, and none of those people were like, this is stupid. Yeah, that's fair. I think that though a lot of those actors are really good at giving uh, unearned gravitas to weird fantasy garbage, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I think that any of them will be good in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Was Max von Sydow ever in Star Wars? Yes. Yes, he was actually in the- he's the old man at the beginning of Force Awakens who yeah, Kylo Ren sense. murders. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, any older- like, I know Peter Cushing was, like, and Christopher Lee, any older British actor has to be in it. Yep, exactly. 
It's, they're either, well, it used to be they were in Star Wars or Doctor Who. Now it's Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, it was out. Lord of the Rings for a while in there. Oh yeah, Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah. Yep. Alright, let's get into these subreddits, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, I got r slash ask a doctor, which is, uh, this is where Andy? people- where hypochondriacs can ask people to tell them that they're dying. Alright. It's, yeah, this is like a, a safe-for-work medical gore. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I, got... I know for real doctors, if you say, uh, you can't assess me for real, but I think I have this thing, is this, what do you think? They're always gonna say, I can't tell you. <laughs> you have to go to a real doctor. <laughs> mm. Right? The thing about this is... You're asking a you're you think you're asking a doctor, but there's no way for <laughs> yeah. the person on the other end to prove that they are. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Uh, it's of also verified by mods <laughs> on the sidebar. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I got r slash Gran Turismo, which is about a very realistic driving video game. Uh, it says on the top, it calls this the real driving simulator. <laughs> when they're uh, also. Was there also a Clint Eastwood movie called Grand Turismo? That, I was just about to say, when I first <laughs> saw this, I was like, oh, the Clint Eastwood movie? And then I remembered no. that it's called Grand Torino. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yes. That is okay. a model That is a model of car, I believe. Yes. Uh, so what is Grand Turismo? Turismo? A race? Some kind of race? Uh, yes. I don't know. I only know that it is a, a racing video game for the PlayStation platform. Yeah. It says it, I think it's. I think it's PlayStation exclusive. Probably. Mm, I don't know. Anyway. And I got today r slash filmmakers, which I have not looked into, but I'm guessing it's, you know, writers and directors and stuff. I'm guessing. So that's mm. the one we're doing, right? Considering we uh, write the plot for two or three movies every week. <laughs> I was going to give a big thumbs down to r slash filmmakers. It sounds boring. Uh, yeah, it is. It does violate the rule of having a lot of posts that are just text that we don't yeah. want to read. Yeah, uh, but then we also have a rule against a lot of posts that are just pictures, because then we have to describe them. I, I think that's true. I think <laughs> ask I think ask docs is going to be too depressing because I'm yes. looking at one of the top posts and it's someone with a very serious medical problem that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Yep, almost all of these are like, "Hey, I think I'm dying. Am I?" And then other people being like, "Probably." That's not yeah. right. <laughs> To be fair, uh-huh. WebMD will tell you that, too. <laughs> I have a yeah. cough oh. and a sore throat. Oh, <laughs> You're dying. <laughs> the top two are someone, it's, they're both labeled not safe for work, and one of them says, please don't upvote this because it's a picture of my testicles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and the other oh, says, the upvoted this 350 <laughs> yeah, It's the second top from all time. And the one right below that is, help my asshole is bleeding, don't upvote, not safe for work. <laughs> God! <laughs> no, how can people be so dumb? Oh man, that's great. Oh my though. god, I mean, we like, should definitely, definitely do this bad. board. Oh no! Well, I'm not on Reddit, and I will not be, so I won't be able to see these not safe for work ones anyway. There's only two. Oh wait, here's one. Oh no, I'm not gonna. Be, there's words in this one I will not say on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, what? So, update update two, my broken vagina, not safe yes. for workish. The plot yes. thickens. Yes. <laughs> God, that would be a- that sounds like a movie title. 
filmmakers. We can make this all... Okay, if we set this in a car, we can make all three boards work. <laughs> God. Oh, that board I, has you know, to attract I thought, so many... I thought update was pretty good, but update two, my broken <laughs> vagina got really wild there for a while. Yeah. That board has and, to and just attract one... people with uh, Munchausen syndrome, right? Like someone yes. who keeps coming back for the attention, like this person probably is doing. The tagline on the poster, the plot thickens, really lured me into watching this movie. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I, you know, my preference is for a very, very specific, dedicated fan base of something none of us knows about, which is why I think Gran Turismo is a good choice. Oh, we do so but, many video games, though. It looks so boring. We yeah. do. And this is the worst kind of video game. A video game that is about driving with absolutely no embellishment. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, there's a legend of flair for what kind of controller people use to play the video game. Uh, can't like, we just do filmmakers? Can <laughs> you can get uh, flair think... next to your name for what kind of controller you use yeah. to play it. I'm def I'm leaning hard into filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, same. Alright, let's uh let's do filmmakers then. Alright. Yes. So I'm gonna guess from looking at this header that it's gonna be quite pretentious because the header is a grainy black and white obviously a vintage photo of uh the seats in a movie theater and then at the top you just see a little bit of the screen but it's all white uh and there's three people sitting in the seats but they're not in the very front row so it's not like mst <laughs> yes, and, true. and their heads are kind of blurry like it was one of those old cameras that takes 15 minutes to take a picture maybe <laughs> yeah oh uh, you know what this is from the mst3k episode about jacob's ladder <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the little Reddit Sorry, alien that was too has many a, jokes at once. The little, little Reddit alien has an old-timey film camera that has the two big reels on top, and that's about it. What does it say on the sidebar? Just readers and users. Oh. Yeah, 300,000 readers, 377 users. Oh, the up and down votes, there doesn't seem to be a, a down, I guess, but the you, up it says is a you little... Can't you can't downvote if you're not a member of the community, so we can't even see the arrow. Okay, so there's, uh, the up arrow is a little, like, uh, what are those called? Chalkboards? They're not called that. The little board that you snap the top of the, at the beginning the of a clapper. Take. Yeah. What is that called? Yeah, yeah. And then the rules are extremely pedestrian. Please treat everyone with respect. Uh, use the submission guidelines. Uh, no travel videos or vlog videos are allowed. Oh, so I guess this is for people who are making films, not discussing filmmakers. Yeah. Huh, very interesting. I yeah. Do, I, I, go ahead. Something, something new on this board that I haven't seen on any of the ones we've done before is, at least for me, in the lower left, there's a little button to join the chat room. For huh. this oh yeah, weird. <laughs> so, I've never seen that either. Is that new? I don't know. I, what does that even mean? Should I go into this chat room and say I'm doing a podcast about this no. board right now? <laughs> no. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, do it. Because my internet isn't going fast enough to load anything. I think that you should absolutely go into the chat room and be our our envoy. All right. Uh, I'm gonna try. Let's see what happens. I mean, if it if it's active, if there's like no posts going on, then whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what the chat room looks like. I'm trying to get in now. I have to download a thing. <laughs> That's a good oh, sign. Weird. 
Uh, I'm looking at the top posts, and some people have tags verified pro. Like one, hmm. the top post is from a director of photography, and I can't watch the video because my internet is loading too slow to even expand the post. Oh yeah, uh, so and then the one, one, yeah, the one, one of, probably the, one of the best shots of my career is this title. Yeah, by someone named T. Sivan. Uh, uh, director of photography, and the one below that is, I got to direct Bill Murray in a project, so I've got that going for me, which is nice. And this is from someone named Justin Whelan, a verified pro director. Oh, I saw the top uh, video. It's only 20 seconds long, and it shows a cab like speeding through the streets of Manhattan, plus stopping at a corner, a girl gets in, we see through the window, she's talking to the cab driver. I don't have the sound on, so I don't know what she's saying, but, you know, she's talking to him, and then the car speeds off, and the camera, like, fluidly captures all of this. It is very good. That's pretty good. So, the last post in the chat was 21 hours ago. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> but I did- So is that- oh, okay, you did. I did post in there, I'm making a podcast about this board right now, anything we should be sure to talk about, but- Uh, I followed doubt. up with ASL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I... we'll see if anything comes of that. I like this top post. Currently filming a movie in Mobile, Alabama. The room where we are storing our gear is the same room as the apartment in Get Out. Uh, and it's got, like, the side-by-side -side of um, Chris and uh, Marnie from Girls' apartment. Boy, I can't remember her character's name, huh? Uh, it's, what? Allison Williams, that's the actor. Couldn't even remember the actor. <laughs> uh, the fictional character Chris and the real person Allison Williams share this apartment that's allegedly in New York City. Uh, and then it's actually in Mobile, Alabama, and the picture below it is just a bunch of, like, filmmaking crap stored in the same room. <laughs> I like that they it's had funny. to, in the movie, pull all the blinds down so that you couldn't see that there was actual, like, wilderness outside, <laughs> because New York it's City doesn't good. have any of that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, they put all the they put wilderness in New York. You just have to like go to a specific place where the wilderness is allowed. Well, yeah, if but you can if see you trees see the, outside yes. your window, young people could not afford that apartment. Yeah, your rent would be so expensive <laughs> that you would need to have two billionaires living there together. <laughs> well, nobody ever in a movie apartment in New York at all can afford their apartment. Yes, that it's also always true. it's always like I like this looking at it, it's like an exposed brick open plan large like <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. Uh uh. These are two young people. One of them uh her job is to kidnap her boyfriends to murder and yeah. the other we never find out what his job is, I don't think. Oh he's a photographer. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say I haven't seen the movie and I know that he was a photographer. Yes. <laughs> So, does he is he photographer as his job though? Oh, you haven't seen the yeah, movie? Yeah, no, I haven't seen the movie. It's a horror movie. I'm not going to see a horror movie. I'm sorry that you I remember? said a spoiler for it. No, I get it. I you think I know the plot already. You remember how the whole movie starts with him having a gallery show, and he's like a professional photographer, and then that's why uh, Stephen Root is so interested in him. Yeah, no, I re I remembered that it's a he's a photography guy. Yeah. <laughs> But my yeah, point is that that's his job. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that he would be able to afford this apartment. I know a photographer, and he has roommates and does not have an apartment this nice. I wonder yeah. how much uh, that shapes people in other parts of the world who've never been to New York's idea of what New Yorkers are like. 
Mm -hmm. for sure. Because I feel like there are so many, uh, there are so many people who are like, oh, New Yorkers are so soft. But everyone I know who lives in New York is in a constant scrabble for their livelihood (laughs) on the verge of dying. Yeah. Yeah. I like the bit in Tina Fey's book about her in-laws visiting from the Midwest and her, like, just having to say and then realizing it sounded crazy for the first time. Oh, yeah, when it's trash day, we just take our trash bags and dump them out on the street. (laughs) That's what we do in New York. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that is pretty bad. (laughs) Yep. So this board is a lot of technical stuff about people who make movies. Yeah, Jeff, you used to be fairly interested in making movies. Do you find any... Is this is this killing that desire or rekindling that desire, or neither? Uh, I think about how I would like to try to make a short film again pretty frequently, but I just don't have the motivation to put together a script or the, like... Because it was real. The backstory here is I tried to make a short film like five years ago, and Matt was in it, and a bunch of our friends were involved. But oh, Matt, is that why of- you brought this up? Because you wanted to, you wanted Jeff to mention that you were in <laughs> <I> this movie. <laughs> no, I'm in it. I think I had one line, and then I ran off of the screen. I mostly was holding the boom mic for Jeff, so I yeah. didn't really do much. <laughs> yeah, it was, but we lost some footage, so we couldn't edit it into a finished product, and that is really demoralizing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think about how I would like to do it again all the time, because it's, like, with today's technology, it's not hard anymore to do. Yeah, it's weird because I don't know enough about it to know whether, like, the things that I know about, There sometimes people will be like, oh, I know as much about it as you do, I'm sure, and can do it. And then I have to be, like, quietly in my brain, like, you idiot. Like, you think you, it's so easy, but you, I spent a long time learning this, and there's a lot of stuff you don't know about. I don't know enough about filmmaking to know whether that's the case or whether it's the kind of thing where it's like, no, actually, now that now that it's not like now that you don't have to hand crank the the film <laughs> at the right speed or whatever, like it's actually a lot easier and you don't really need to go to school for it anymore. The only mistake we made with the one we were doing is we didn't have a shot list. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have had a list of all of the shots that we wanted to take so that we could have just gone boom, 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 like a checklist. Um, yeah. which we, it, we were mostly fine without it, but ultimately there were a couple shots that we missed that we just accidentally didn't take. And then of course the lost footage. Uh, so I would know next time to have a shot list. And beyond that, like Steven Soderbergh just had a movie come out two months ago that was shot on iPhones and it looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of things like the language of film stuff like you know when to angle your shots in which ways and like how to you know set the mood subtly without the the audience knowing it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's the kind of stuff you learn yeah well yeah that's the i think that's something that you can also learn by one absorbing a lot of the media and two by doing it because i uh i never took any schooling for how to write comic books and i know intimately the like types of things that you have to do just because i've read 
a ton of comic books and because I wrote some like practice scripts and like worked with artists before and like there filmmaking is more involved because there's more people doing the thing but uh I I don't think that it's something necessary. Like going to school is going to help. This will be faster that way, probably. And like, I think it kind most- of muddies the waters. There's some people who are just naturally like savants at it. Like some people just draw by going, "I see how I want it to look," and then I do that. And I think there are yeah. some people who can make films that way. So it it makes it hard to tell if you need to have the schooling or not. Yeah, I think the problem is. Because the thing that I went to school for the most was acting, and I know that there's lots of people out there who are like, mm, I could probably just do acting. Like, <laughs> I probably don't need to learn. I probably don't need to take any classes or whatever. And there are some people who can, yeah. but almost everyone can't. Yeah. And it gets very frustrating if I'm working on something theater-related with people, and I want to just be like, okay do this thing using this term that we all know because we all studied this, and then somebody doesn't know the term because they didn't. So, like, yeah. I feel like the savant thing can take you pretty far if you're in a medium where it's, like, all about one person getting things done. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna be- I don't know that you can be a savant in a collaborative medium like filmmaking. I guess it's like if you're a musician who can play really well, but you never learn sheet music, you're gonna have a hard time being a band. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's- (laughs) uh, But, I mean, the other way is a problem, too, because, like- George Lucas and Steven Spielberg went to the same school for filmmaking, and when you think of the movies directed by Steven Spielberg, you think, wow, those are pretty good. And when you think of the movies directed by George Lucas, you think, wow, one of those was good 40 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where... I don't know that going to school always makes you good, but not going to school almost always makes you not good, I think. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of George Lucas, one of these posts is a camera turning into George Lucas, which is a very cool... uh, Yeah, I I saw that gif uh, earlier this week. From like a VHS or something, it's got the bars on it and stuff, but it's George Lucas maybe mid-80s, early 90s. Oh, uh, what's the name? What's the name of that post? I want to see it. It's a camera turning it into says, George a Lucas. A camera turning into George Lucas, and uh, it is indeed a okay. film camera turning into George Lucas in front of like a track and field stadium. <laughs> I don't know what this is for. <laughs> I'm assuming some kind of behind the scenes movie thing. I feel like you guys are gaslighting me on this. It's on the very first page. It's, it's only like on the top. <laughs> it's only like six or seven down. Okay, it is the sixth of all time. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six. Six years ago this month, I shot my first self Are you on top of all time? Are you sure? I am. Yes. Because I'm Is not even seeing time, that one. Or of like this week or something. Uh, no, it's all time. I'm. Uh, the sixth one down is six years ago this month I shot my first self-finance spec commercial. Okay, the thing you just said, I don't see on this page at all. So <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, same. Are we on... Hmm. Okay, I'm definitely on top. All time. Oh, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. I was on page two. I did not. Aha! See? User error! There it was. Now we have to beat you up. Why is he in front of a stadium? (laughs) Yeah. 
It must be for some dumb sports movie or something, right? It's where you make movies in a stadium. <laughs> Do you think they shot any fil- any scenes from Star Wars in a stadium? Probably not. Yes, that big fight from episode two when they're all in a stadium. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Batman. You're thinking of Bat- the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Bane is like, uh, oh, you know, that here, was who's Bane. your god now, says yes. Bane. Okay. Although Bane. I thought it was Django Fett. <laughs> yeah, Bane and Django Fett do have more in common than we like to admit. <laughs> uh, oh, you hear they're making that Boba Fett movie? I'm sorry uh, about all the Star Wars talk audience. You're not. And me, you should apologize to me also. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and also my co-host. Well, uh... You're at least casual enough fans that you know who Boba Fett is, yeah. and that you think it's dumb that they're making a movie about him. I honestly get a real thrill in conversations, talking about something that I don't know things about, to see how far I can keep it going, and I really <laughs> can do that pretty good with Star Wars, and I'm very impressed with myself Because about it. of being friends with Jack, mainly. <laughs> Star Wars and Batman, you could, le- you could teach a college lecture. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I think everyone in the audience should go see the Han Solo movie, because it's way better than it has any right to be. Now, I know you didn't like Alden Ehrlich. Is that his name? I know you didn't like the idea of him at first. I didn't think I was going to like him either, because the trailers for the movie are really bad, but then he's pretty good. He does a good job in the movie. Have you seen Hail Caesar, and will you see it? Because he is very good in that. I will probably eventually see Hail Caesar. Yeah. I, I said to Jen, are you interested in seeing Solo? And she said, of course not. And I said, but it had that guy you really liked from Hail Caesar in it. And she said, well, I'll just watch Hail Caesar again then. And I said, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he seems like a good guy. He does a very good job at being a guy who's very bad at handling certain situations in that movie. So we'll cool. see if he's good at... Well, Jeff has already seen if he's good at solo. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird, though, because he's, like, 28, and he's supposed to be playing a 22-year-old Han Solo, um, and he's, like, Harrison Ford was 29 when he <laughs> took on that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, Alden Ehrenrich does not look 10 years younger than Harrison Ford did in that first movie, and it takes place 10 years earlier than that first movie. Eh, that stuff doesn't bother me. I can't tell people's ages, I don't think, anyway, so. I like that yeah. a lot of this board is tutorials for filmmakers to do special effects on their own, because a lot of these are very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I like this one that, um, it says when you finally get Adobe Creative Cloud, and it's a promotional image of Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, and each of the <laughs> Infinity Stones has a different uh, Adobe program on it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these are memes of things that I don't understand, which is what happens to us in every subreddit, I feel like. at least That's my favorite! I love it! <laughs> at least we aren't doing Gran Turismo, because <laughs> yeah. there would be the same number of memes, but it would be like, downshifting while making a turn, and then a picture of, like, Drake vomiting or whatever. <laughs> That feel when you get second place in a race, and it's uh, Drake making the no thanks hands. <laughs> yep. We should just uh, start a board with what we think memes would be for different subreddits. Uh, is there a Reddit? Is there a subreddit called like r slash Make a meme for something you don't know or whatever? There's the the board. We would end up filling a different board with posts, which is r slash Out of the loop for when you don't understand a post. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm. 
<sighs> I um I like this R slash filmmakers word. I would be on this Ooh. if I was a filmmaker. There's someone posting here a picture of their Golden Globe they won. Oh, cool. Hmm, I do like Who this. Is it? is it somebody famous? I don't know. Their username is Chase What Matters. <laughs> One of my friends in high school, uh, her mom had an Emmy because they give Emmys out to like everyone. She worked at like a local news station <laughs> and she won an Emmy for like a daytime Emmy for like news editing or something. It's yeah. pretty good. Cool. I, I like this one. Uh, someone did like a AMA or something with Kevin Smith, and the person, I'll just sum it up, tries to say, uh, easier said than done, Mr. Smith. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio. How can I break into the film business? <laughs> Kevin Smith, of course, says, I made clerks entirely on my own. <laughs> I was in New Jersey, and that was before cameras were cheap, etc., etc. And you can say easier said than done to lots of people, just not the guy who made clerks. <laughs> he knows better. <laughs> That's a very yeah. good answer. <laughs> Although Clerks is not a very good movie. No, but it certainly launched his career, so uh, yeah. you can't tell him, oh, I'm in Ohio, I can't make movies. <laughs> That's true. I think it's Clerk. crazy the fact that Kevin Smith kind of fell out of making movies for a while, but people kept hiring him to write movies, which is provably the thing he's worst at, because his <laughs> dialogue... We talked about clunky dialogue in, in Game of Thrones, but, oh man, those people are all the most natural talking people in the world compared to Kevin Smith movies. Jesus <laughs> Christ, those yeah, movies I, are bad. I would be fine if he directed things without writing them. Like, he yes. directed that episode of The Flash that took place in the Speed Force. It was, like, visually interesting, <laughs> but he didn't write it, which is why it was watchable. I think he's written an episode recently, because he's been back to direct again, and I think he said he wrote this one. It just, like, I remember when there was all that stuff up going around about him writing a Superman movie, and I was like, there's no way that could be good. <laughs> well, just... he, he agrees with you. He has some very funny stories. <laughs> yes, I remember him talking about that guy wanting to write a giant mechanical spider. Oh, and polar bears to fight at the uh, Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> yes. That was great. Yep. <sighs> um, but anyway, yeah. Like, Superman is already pretty bad in terms of like a character that people can relate to on screen and if he was fucking like quoting uh episodes of you know the west wing every 10 seconds as well you would just hate him so much nobody likes superman anymore right they've killed him off basically in uh, dc no he's back well i mean they've killed him off in that he no one likes him they've killed off his likability um I think that they're just, like, not doing a very good job of Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they're making him unlikable. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I Honestly, I haven't been reading it lately. And Jeff would be probably screaming, except I think he fell into a toilet. <laughs> no, I just oh. <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about, because you all turned into robots for a little bit. Um, okay. We were talking about Superman, and you missed it. Yep, you missed it, oh, and it's man. never happening again. <laughs> uh... Superman is pretty good in the comic books right now. <laughs> well, that's good, he's I guess. He's a dad. <laughs> yeah, but the twist is that his son is Batman, who got turned into mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce nope, Wayne his, turned his into son, a kid. His son is named John, and he's a little tiny Superman. It's a little upsetting, uh, because one of the first things that John does is accidentally vaporize the family cat with his heat vision by accident. Mm, that's not good. This is the plot so, of the new Incredibles movie, right? 
Yeah, it makes it really hard to endear the audience to the character after the first thing he... Like, it's the opposite of what it says in the screenwriting book. You're not supposed to have the hero kill the cat at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird choice, because they could have had him vaporize like a toy or something, right? <laughs> to have the yeah, same impact? Yeah, he could have just, like, blown up the car, or, like, <laughs> the, blown out the side of the house, or something fixable. But, like, hey. that cat's just dead now forever. <laughs> this conversation is reminding me, I rewatched Man of Steel this week, because it was the only movie on the flight that I was taking, so I had to. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, it wasn't great, but, you know, what else am I gonna do? And... <laughs> Sleep? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> the... So, in the movies, they made it so that his heat vision, like, glows through the skin all over his face it, it, like you know like when you put a flashlight behind mm -hmm. like your hand or something and you can see all the bones and stuff they have that happening but it looks real gross and mm -hmm. they didn't need to they didn't have to do that <laughs> yeah why did you did you watch uh until the movie ended and it brought up the credits and it said who directed the movie? Uh, I don't remember. Wait, oh yes, yes, sure, but... <laughs> That's why it's like that. But they still do it! In, the, yeah. in Justice League they did it. And they don't yeah, have to. He, he also directed Justice League, mostly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he, he, quit, he quit halfway through because he's so bad at directing movies. Well, no, they fired him halfway through because he's so bad at directing movies. Um, but... It's just very weird, because, like, here's the thing. I think that maybe somebody at some point was like, oh, man, it makes sense. If you put light behind, like, s skin, you can see a glow through it, so we should mm -hmm. definitely do that. But Superman's laser eyes don't, like, they only glow out the front. If I they glowed think... out the whole of it, then it would blow up his head every time he used it. I think it's the same reason that in TV shows and movies when someone, like, pulls a knife out of a knife block, it goes, ching! It's because it doesn't actually do anything, but you need to, like, make it more entertaining for the entertainment. Yeah. And if they just did his eyes glowing with heat rays, it would look uh, not good enough by current special effects standards. I think that's that attitude is what is making all of these DC movies so miserable to look at. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Every it's every shot needs to be dense with garbage to look at. If it's not <laughs> dense with garbage to look at, nobody's gonna like it. Which is why the Justice League had that villain who was just like covered in textured metal, and he was just, oh boy, it was. It made me tired to look at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's really weird because I feel like there was a time when people realized in filmmaking that, like, there there were ways to be understated and still be good, and I j just don't think that that happens anymore. Well, yeah, the ways to do that is to make a human connection with your characters in yeah. some way, and a lot of these filmmakers will like, not do that. Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, like, uh, those old Superman movies were not great, but he was, like, a comedian playing this very villainous character. He was not a comedian. You're out of your mind. I guess not. Well, Gene Hackman did some comedies. I guess he was an all-around actor, though. He, he did played a that role in a comedic way, for sure, but he was not a comedian. He was not, like, primarily yeah. a comedic actor. Yeah. No, but he did do some comedies, and yes, I guess I just thought that because he does it in a sort of tongue-in-cheek way. What comedies but did he do? 
Uh, fucking, I don't know off the top of my head. He was in some stuff. I can't think of even one. All right, I'm <laughs> violating the rules to go. Yeah, with do that. Hackman's do it. IMDb. I insist that you do that. <laughs> I'm doing it. It's really weird to talk about like Unforgiven. To- was that a, a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Okay, good. <laughs> Welcome to Mooseport, motherfucker. <laughs> Didn't yeah, there see you go. That. Was that a Everyone's comedy? heard of that. The that Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> eat my <laughs> whole ass. I guess you can kind of count the Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. You can absolutely. Those movies are supposed to be funny. The fact that they're not is an accident. <laughs> uh, but, but, he certainly did not do that before Superman. Checkmate. Well, that was not your criteria, so. No, but I don't even think he was really in any comedies, so. He, I just named two of them, so I don't know that? anything about that Mooseport one. Can't comment on that. Was I will the, give you the Royal Tenenbaums, of course. Was the French connection a comedy? <laughs> no! It, like I a, mean, it has it's, French right in it. <laughs> it's a romantic comedy about him meeting a French woman during <laughs> yeah, his that's Paris right. vacation. Oh, he was in Young Frankenstein, though. Was he? Apparently. <laughs> okay. <I don't> really... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, yes, fine, then you are correct in that, sure. He was in several comedies. I'm not saying he only did comedies, but he has been in several. Why is it so hard for them to have Lex Luthor be, like, good in a movie instead of being a goofy goofball? The problem, I think the problem is that in order for him to not be goofy, he needs to be written very precisely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone wants to take the time to do that. Yeah, exactly. He would have to I be think... like a dead serious commentary on real moguls. Yes. Like, they did it with the Justice League cartoon, and that was for children babies. <laughs> yes, oh, and but... the Superman cartoon before that. <laughs> yes, but also, the Justice League cartoon has episodes where Lex Luthor, for instance, builds himself a robot suit to keep himself from dying of cancer, and then shows it off on the news and shoots laser beams out of it to amuse the crowd. Yeah, but the <laughs> whole time he remains, like, he has gravitas. Yes, but I guess my point is that if we were supposed to be taking this person seriously as a threat in a live-action movie, I think a lot of that stuff would really undermine that feel. Okay, but I think in a live-action movie you wouldn't have him put on a robot suit and fight Superman. I think in a live-action movie he would just be the, like, business part where he's wearing a business suit. The problem is that it Lex Luthor's worldview is very stupid. (laughs) And it's a shame, because I do think that it's an interesting character, but, like, here's the thing... We, we are to believe that Lex Luthor is this ruthless businessman, and he's driven to fight Superman because he has this, like, rage about the fact that Superman has something that he can never have. Fine. Mm. But that's not how rich people work, because that really happens in real life, where a rich person sees somebody who has a talent that they don't have, and they either convince themselves that they do have that talent, or try to buy the person. Like, yeah. Didn't, didn't he okay. try to buy, buy off Superman in any of his yes. iterations? Yes, he did, and then Superman says no, and then he's like, okay, well then I guess I'm going to become a mad scientist and invent lasers to kill you. Like, that is a crazy thing to do. 
That's just not, that's just insane. Like, legitimately a crazy thing to do. I think that's a good intersection of comics and real life, though, because I think a rich person would be like, I'm going to destroy you now, because I'm bored and I might as well. And then comic book person would be like, yeah, let's go to the lab and start mixing potions. I could see that happening once. (laughs) You say, okay, well then I guess I'm going to destroy you, Superman. And then you're like, okay, I spent half of my fortune like setting up this elaborate thing to kill Superman. Oh, it didn't work. I guess I should probably do something else. <laughs> no, we have a real world scenario where a very rich person saw someone he didn't like in a position of power and was like, no, I don't think that you should be allowed to because I don't think that you were actually born in this country. And then he got to be in the same position of power and is just doing all of the cartoon yeah. supervillain things you would expect. So, yeah, but here's here's the difference, though, Jeff. Here's the difference. That the man in real life that you're talking about is insane and as a result is not effective at anything. <laughs> like, yes he managed to cheat his way into doing some bad things, but, like, every time he tries to do something, he instantly undermines his own efforts because he's inept. Because he's an insane person. Lex Luthor (laughs) can't be scary because he's too insane. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's a good angle to go in that uh, Superman sees the good in people only, really, kind of naively, if you're gonna make him that kind of character, which he has been, I know. And then Lex Luthor, uh, his success comes from cheating and scheming and always seeing the bad in people and ruthlessly just taking advantage. Yeah, exactly. That's a good juxtaposition. You, as someone who does not consume or care about Superman, just (laughs) distilled the core of the main conflict in Superman. But but the only way you can make that work with Lex Luthor as a villain, I think, is to make it so that he doesn't directly fight superman like yeah yeah true yes to go of course to go back to what we were talking about a minute ago it's not like donald trump like stormed the stage and punched obama in the face he knows he's not gonna win that fight and yet in the cartoons in the comics in the movies we routinely see lex (laughs) luther like and now i'm gonna get some missiles and shoot them at superman i think that's because because all of those other missiles didn't kill him are you sure this is what you want to do yes i'm very smart like no you're not scary anymore you've lost it comics can't resist two people with superpowers whether real or fake uh going up against each other in hand-to-hand combat though can they yeah yeah, they just need to stop having uh, the script have Lex Luthor a part where it says he s- delivers his line goofily. Mm-hmm. Like, Le- Luthor, in parentheses, goofily. <laughs> That's That absolutely must happen in every script. Because, especially, like, <laughs> especially because it really sells you on the idea of Lex Luthor being a guy who is willing to to lose his fortune and his whole life to kill Superman, but also he realizes how dumb it is. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, let's kill Superman. <laughs> like, yeah, we all think that, Lex Luthor. You're supposed to convince us otherwise. <laughs> like, he shows up in that post credit suit for Justice League and he says to... Deathstroke, I guess it's time to make a league of our own. Like, Superman just put you in jail, like, six months ago, and now he's back to life and you're cracking jokes about it? You should be mad. What you don't realize is that 
after that shot ends, he points to the case where he has like a perfect recreation of the movie uh, baseball uniforms from mm-hmm. a league of our own. That's what I was gonna say. Gina Davis, Tom Hanks. You need those people on your team. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the Justice League versus the Rockford Peaches would be an amazing movie, though. Perfect. Uh, all right well i hope you guys like this episode of seeing reddit if you did please come back next time please tell your friends rate and review us on itunes we love to see people talking about us it really makes us uh keep doing this show which we probably would have stopped if not for you guys so thank <laughs> so you very remember much. you're held hostage and you must keep <laughs> yes. talking about us. if you don't keep talking about us i will quit the show that is my promise <laughs> to you you can't um, quit the show if i quit the show which i do oh no it's fine um the thing is that I'm not very invested in this show. Only our fans are. And so you guys need to keep us going. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like this show more than my popular show. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, thanks everyone <laughs> for uh, talking about us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us seeing reddit at gmail.com. Be sure to send your Captain Phasma um, uh, erotic fan fictions mm-hmm. there for Louisa. Figure out what I like, you'll never guess. Yep, you'll have to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> it's it's when one of them is big and one of them is small. No, that's what, that's what Jeff wants. You can also send your erotic fan fictions for Jeff of uh, large women crushing small men to death. <laughs> That's fine. That um, doesn't sound pleasant to me. <laughs> Crushing them lightly. Them. Yeah, you haven't read he them yet. He said tugging so. at his collar and sweating. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, no, I don't, don't send it to me, please. No, do you know? It would be very funny. Eyes uh, darting left to right. Uh, it sure right. would be terrible if that happened. Yep. Anyway, I definitely say- don't want to be crushed to death by piles and piles of Captain Phasma fanfiction. Yeah. And uh, for me, you can send non-erotic stories of just people drinking tea, because I'm the unhorny one on this show, so that's what I'm looking for. Uh, so Matt, I have a collection that- of Jane Austen novels for you. Okay, great. <laughs> um, you can send all that to seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at seeingreddit. I'm on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram and Snapchat, JeffJK. Uh, I think you can send me an email, Jeff at funtimes.online. If you want to, like, just send me an email, I guess, for some reason. That's weird that I went with that, but <laughs> now I'm, I've trapped myself into over-explaining it. So here we are. Uh, go to patreon.com if you want to give me money, which uh, you should, probably should do. Thank you. Bye. You can find me on Twitter at Heronbird and on Instagram and Vero, Louise Aaron. All right. Uh, thanks to the folks who've been talking about us on Twitter. Thanks to Gareth. Thank you, uh, Gareth. Thanks to Skirk Lee. Thanks to mm, Tanner. Thanks. Thank you, Tanner. Uh, and thanks to everyone who voted in our casting poll last week, which was uh, oddly prescient. <laughs> um, the uh, casting poll was for Beetlejuice. And I believe it was Jeff's pick of Kate McKinnon that came in first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kate, Kate McKinnon, immediately after we posted this poll, uh, put up a bunch of pictures of her in a black and white striped suit from some kind of Vanity Fair photo shoot. So that's pretty weird that that <laughs> yep. happened. Um, uh, Hannibal Burris, our wild card, came in second. Killian Murphy, uh, oh no, sorry, Maria Bamford, Louise's pick, came in third. Hey. Uh, and Kill- Killian Murphy, my pick, was last place. But that's fine. He is a weird guy. I get it. I do get it. Um, So, yeah, please uh, vote on those polls and spread them around if you can. I think that they're fun. Uh, I don't know 
we don't really talk about them much on the show, but they do make me happy, so. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. good. It's a, it's a fun way to promote the show to people who don't listen to it the problem, without them ever having to know that it's from a show. <laughs> the problem with that is that, yes, A, we don't say that it's from a show, and B, we never talk about it on the show <laughs> yeah, other than just say the results You can't find out more by listening. Yes. <laughs> Although I think Jeff does release some of our casting discussions mm. um, as On the Patreon, bonuses yeah. if you're a member of his Patreon, so mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, find out more. Oh yep. no, it's almost the end of the month, I haven't posted on any of my Patreon things, oh no. Well, you've still got two days. Congratulations. Uh, Alright, so please come back next week, uh, and uh, we will be here in the meantime, though. Please <laughs> remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Hang in there, baby. <laughs> to get a new thing to say <laughs> you tried uh, you did try to do that <laughs> yeah also gareth tweeted about how he loves that i hate <laughs> jeff saying pockets on shrek it really makes me very angry when jeff steals that thing from me genuinely